1: Hey, Freedom Sisters and listeners, thank you for joining me today. It's been a while. Last month, we got to celebrate Father's Day with two men who got to join the podcast, a rarity, I know, but both of these men are what I would call Freedom Brothers. They are advocates and love to empower women, and they're just affirming the significance of women in the world. And if you didn't get to hear from them, I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to my conversation with Gabby from Greece and Chris from You Heard It, Georgia. What a great guy. And you you probably already know this, but I always like to repeat it. The Freedom Challenge is all about doing good. You know, we are helping enslaved women and children out of Micah 6, where it talks about biblical justice. And then we're doing more than we ever thought physically possible, and we're doing it together with women who have a heart for a hurting world, so shared purpose. It's a beautiful thing to watch, to be a, whole, be a part of, and many of you have experienced such amazing transformation in your own life. I also want to bring your attention to um, an episode a few months back with Priscilla's, who is the founder of The Full Collective. She joined us and we talked about the do it together portion. We're doing a collaboration, ministry to ministry, and we just talked about that importance of like-minded women together around mission. There's just such a power around that. And so for this episode, and actually throughout this month, we're going to talk about the doing more than you ever thought physically possible, that that part that takes your breath away when you go, what exactly am I doing? Why am I doing this? But we want to just begin to have conversations that connect intentionally to the the inner healing that happens and our connectedness to God when we engage physically. Really excited about two guests this month, and one of them is my friend Octavia Lewis, and I met her locally some years back through mutual friends. Some of you may know that my husband and I were involved in local ministry and pastoring for years, And Octavia was actually involved in bringing what she called a boot camp to our community. And as I recall, she actually sent me some pictures just a few days ago of imagery of my husband and my daughter who were really radically transformed by her program that we had at the church, just getting people engaging in their bodies, advocating for wellness and doing that under the banner of Jesus. So, so excited for you to meet Octavia. And so Octavia, welcome. And will you tell our listeners a little bit about your family, maybe your current passions, your professional background, in personal training and wellness?
0: Sure. Hi. I'm, um, <clears throat> I'm married to my amazing husband of 17 years. His name's John Lewis. And together we have five um, beautiful children, four girls and a son. I'm an A certified personal trainer and group fitness instructor. And I've been training people off and on for about 15 years. I own my own business called Fitness Soldier. And I'm a homeschool mom as well, which keeps me pretty busy. Um, My passions, my passions definitely are that I love God and I love people. I think that's probably Mm. my number one passion. I'm pretty, I think that's true of me in all environments, but um, it's definitely necessary for my job. But I'm also passionate about living in mental, physical and spiritual freedom and um, also helping other people break through Uh, strongholds in their lives or overcome, starting with the four daughters that God's given me and my own children. Mm -hmm. And um, I lead a women's Bible study called Soldier Sisters, which has been a real blessing. We've got everywhere from 13-year-olds up to 70-some-year-olds, every age bracket is accounted for, which I love because it represents the body of Christ. And then soon we'll be starting a Soldier Girl's study. So it's more for the young ones, my older girls who are about 11 to 13, they really need their own little, um, you know, their own little group to hash things out and know their identity. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: You are an awesome woman. I'm never, I mean, every time I'm around you, Octavia, I feel inspired. I sense your passion for Jesus and people, just what you said. But I... I love your kids. You are like such a great attentive mother. And I think it'd be fun to hear the name of all of your children because they're pretty awesome names. So just <laughs> why don't you spit them out from beginning to yeah. end.
0: Yeah. Lyric is 13, London is soon to be 12. Lively is eight, and Legacy is six. And my son Champ would be nine. And um he passed away. So yeah. yeah. Those are my girls and my son.
1: Yes. Great names. Um I I just I'm grateful to have you here and I loved the pictures that you just sent me a couple of days ago. That what year was that? Cuz
0: Oh my you- gosh. That was probably in 2000 2000- 11 or 12, because it was right before our son passed away, I believe. So yeah, that was a while ago. Was that funny, seeing those, your son or your uh, daughter and your husband in them?
1: Yes, and seeing Drew's just sort of little early high school age, and really for (laughs) both of them, and everyone in that picture, and again, everyone listening by way of context, Octavia came and did her soldier boot camp at the church, and two people that I love very much. I can say for both of them, from that mo- moment moving forward, have never, you know, regressed back from engaging their bodies you know, doing the disciplines physically needed to stay healthy. So like forever, I'm so thankful to you, you know, especially getting older, my husband's 55 now. So I'm grateful that he learned from you so many things there. So
0: oh, it was fun having them. It was nice watching a
1: dad and a daughter accomplish something like that together. It's very cute. And you worked them. I mean, I remember them coming home with little beet red faces and like, (laughs) you know, just sort of this half mixture between I love her and I don't, you know, but that's what happens when you're in the wellness industry. People love you and they hate you. It's It's a love-hate relationship. That's for sure. That's right. So um, again, like I have been a personal benefactor from your expertise, you know, just this mind, body, soul, and spirit working together. Toward personal growth and really part of the sanctification process, I would say as a believer, sometimes we pull that physical peace out of the, the sanctification, becoming like Christ, part of our walk with Jesus. And it's so interconnected. So I would like to just open the floor here for you to share a high-level insight into this, you know, fascinating dynamic of the human experience, mind body, spirit, all of that. Yeah. How does that work? Well,
0: I think like most of all, when people think of fitness, this is what they're usually thinking. They're thinking of a body image. They're trying to look a certain way. They're trying to fit a particular size or get ready for an event or have a number on the scale. When people Mm -hmm. hear the word fitness, that's what they're thinking of. That is Mm -hmm. not actually fitness at all. That's Mm -hmm. just, we're very image conscious and image driven. This is our culture today. And so fitness, exercise and nutrition are only two components of the larger Mm -hmm. picture. Fitness is being fit, which is how my um, business started. We get fit from the inside out. Fitness Mm -hmm. is more, when we think of fitness, or actually overall health, okay, the problem that we see today is like a lot of people will be physically fit their nutrition's on track, their bodies look good. Meanwhile, they want to go home and commit suicide. I had, I was training an ex Olympian and we had her nutrition on track. We had her, um, you know, she was growing and her strength back and all of these things. And meanwhile, after um, you invest this private time with them, they open up and she's like, I just want to kill myself. Uh And that was a huge eye opener for me. And at the time, I wasn't allowed to speak the truths I knew because Mm -hmm. I was under somebody else's business. Um, So I went home. I lost a lot of sleep over that, prayed a lot about it. And it actually launched my own business where I said, we're going to treat the whole body and we're going to treat the heart, the mind, the soul. So I have people who are not believers take the camp. Because they still, God's word applies to everything. He made everything and all things are through him. So I've had people benefit, even though they don't know Christ personally. But um, fitness, the goal for fitness really should be an exercise is more for endurance, strength. Um, renewing our tendons, our ligaments, our muscles. I'm aging. So, even when I did that camp and the camps I do now, some people are afraid to come back because <laughs> they just know me. They're like, no way I can never do your camp again. I'm like, look, you're aging. So am I. Like, I don't, okay. <laughs> I've caught modifications. It's okay. But we want to increase bone density, remove fat, you know, restore balance, have mobility. These are the things that we're looking at trying to remove fat from internal organs so that you extend. Your health, and you're there for your children. But ultimately, fitness and exercise and nutrition really are supposed to aid us on into, from a spiritual standpoint, they're supposed to allow us the energy and the ability to carry out whatever God's call is in our life. That's really Mm -hmm. what it's for. So if you Mm -hmm. don't have that, you can have your dream body, you can have your nutrition on track. But meanwhile, You go home and you're committing adultery. You're very disciplined in these areas, but you're going home and you're getting divorces are happening. Adultery is Mm. happening. You're Mm. fraudulent. I mean, there's endless things that I see with the clients that I train and they're not, they're all wind up together. You cannot separate the person from the workout from their mindset because their mindset has to allow them to work out. Their bodies can do it. Their minds have to will it. Mm -hmm. And then when you have people in these situations with their circumstance, you can't work them out. I mean, most of them, they'll either come in and take it out on their workout, which is good, or some of them physically can't do it because they're under so much stress. Mm -hmm. And so another issue with that that really inhibits a lot of my clients is injuries now or Mm -hmm. disease, sickness and disease. So the number one thing, other than injuries that I see that are taking people out of their exercise goals and fitness goals and not reaching them, is that they're struggling with, it could be anything from allergies to MS to all these different diseases that are really limiting their ability to function. So this is a new season for me to treat Mm -hmm. the whole body, but also Mm -hmm. with physical, I'm not a doctor, but... They do. I do believe Dr. Henry Wright talks a lot about how eighty percent of um, diseases are have a spirit root to them, and I believe that a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I have a question for you as you're just talking, Octavia. I'm just thinking about, um, and you can just tell me what your thoughts are on this. You know, we are triune beings made by a triune God, body, soul, and spirit. Like, and we have these little earth suits that house such a precious treasure, like our spirit the part that connects to God and our soul that is, you know, our mind, will, and our emotions. And it feels like there's sort of two extremes in this. And um, one, I see often, again, this is not placing a label or a judgment or like, this is how it is. But I've often seen in the church an overemphasis on the spirit Not paying attention to the little earth suit that houses it so that it can carry your call, as you said, or on the other side, an overemphasis on the body, not caring about the internal part that's in it. And so it feels like at times, like maybe the temptation as a human being, but made in the image of God is to sort of pull apart this beautiful image that God created just like him. It all works together. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? It sounds like you're trying to kind of like pull all of that together in a cohesive sort of integration that's not like all body, all spirit, but like all one person
0: Yeah, I think that's funny that you say you see more of the churches not emphasizing the physical realm, the physical fitness, because I'm on the flip side where I only see the fitness with no particular um, care to their soul, you know, Mm -hmm. so I could have, you know, I have actually a client right now who I don't know if she'll be there the next time. And Mm -hmm. so... And, you know, and her mom let me know that she's dealing with some mental health issues and so on Mm -hmm. and so forth. So, yeah, I I definitely think you cannot separate these. Like God is very clear that, you know, our bodies can be here one minute and gone the next. We're wasting away outwardly, but Mm -hmm. inwardly we should be being renewed. And if we are, if we're in Christ, We have that option to be renewed in our spirit and our soul. And if that is not happening, then eventually these circumstances, life's, you know, adversity, it's going to take you out of the fitness game, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so you can't separate them. When somebody walks in for um, a session or I meet with a client, I'm treating the whole person. Yeah. So I'm, I'm discerning what mood they're in that day what's going on. If you wait long enough, they'll tell you what's happening. It's a very energy zapping job, but it's also very rewarding because you have to treat the whole person. Yes. If I just rushed them in and rushed them through a workout, I'm missing it for them, for me Mm. and for Mm -hmm. Christ. And so, yeah, as far as that goes, if you try to fitness when they're thinking about it is I'm going to get my body in physical peak performance, peak physical performance, and I'm going to get healthy. You cannot get your body, which God created. It's his design. It's his creation. You cannot do that without God invited in that. Mm -hmm. It has to be a combination. And to me, it's like what they're really searching for is a lack of wholeness. That's what I see in their emotions because those come out. When you work somebody or you have them in pain, Physically, it brings every other thing up. It brings their thought lives up. It brings their emotions up. It brings up any trauma or any thing that they're currently dealing with. And the number mm-hmm. one thing I can say is that I've seen consistently is basically a lack of wholeness that they feel always comes back to a lack of holiness. They either don't have a relationship with the Lord or they're just looking for meaning and purpose and they can't quite find it. And it's taken mm-hmm. a toll on them.
1: Yeah, man, good stuff. And for those of you who are listening who come from more of a faith-based orientation, I'm gonna lean in to the opposite of what what Octavia is saying here because I see it so big in Christ followers often. It is overemphasizing the spirit and okay. disconnecting from taking care of your body so all this is going both ways like right
0: absolutely you
1: know believers that are very unhealthy don't exercise don't eat right they're they're not caring about the little earth suit that's carrying their call so i love how you talked and connected the work that god has us to do with wellness body soul and spirit it's really really good So I can say, as I'm listening to you and talking about, you know, pushing people that you're meeting with and like, you know, seeing the areas mentally that, you know, come up when they're in the middle of something that's quite challenging physically, I can say that some of my greatest breakthroughs in life have been in doing difficult and very hard physical things. So when I first took this job, took this particular job with the Freedom Challenge, I mean, my my history was you would never know my story. You would never know. You wouldn't go, oh, you're just obese and weak. Hidden behind a pretty together woman and a leader at that was someone who did not take seriously the engagement of my body. And I appreciated it. You reached out to me and said, hey, can I help get you physically fit for the challenge? And I just, I, I, that was, so, that was, that filled my heart with so much gratitude. But I would love to hear from you, how has engaging your physical body and the experiences of the outdoor and in nature aided in healing and overcoming your own personal challenges in life? Um, you've talked a little bit about clients that you are with in this experience, but how about you? Can you share some of those personal experiences?
0: Yeah, and I want to I backtrack a minute because you did ask about how the church... You know, talks about getting our spirit and being filled with the spirit and and doing the works of the spirit and having the fruit of the spirit, these things, right? Which are true, but not with no attention to the body. Mm -hmm. So, in that, we have a responsibility. God's, Mm -hmm. we are God's temple. I think that's very clear. Mm -hmm. We have a responsibility that um, to take care of ourselves. And that is to spur on his good work that he's called us to, whether it's from an energy level or a Mm -hmm. health level, so that it aids our calling. Whatever he's called us to, you need energy and you need to be healthy in order to carry it out. And so we have a responsibility to not shy away from that because Mm -hmm. we've never dealt with fitness before. We've never really worked out before. I think it can be a very scary thing for people who that's never been a part of their life.
1: Yep. It can. And and it can also be one of the greatest breakthroughs Absolutely. for people entering into that vulnerable place. You know, if we just even think about Jesus, right? Because church is the hope of the world. What is the church? It is a group of people who want to follow Yahweh, the God of the Bible, through the redemptive plan of Jesus. We're Jesus followers. And if we just look at our mentor, you know, we're apprentices of Jesus. We go, he walked everywhere. He put his greatness in a little earth suit. And that was part of how he fulfilled his call. He was with his disciples. He was up late. He was with people. I mean, that took energy. So even just looking at his life, you know, you think, wow, that matters. So I appreciate you speaking into that. But back to the question I just asked you was just personally, how have you seen, I know with again the clients that you're a part of, you see physical wellness coming in and, and you just the revitalization of spirit and body, but for you, yeah. how has the therapy of engaging your body, the outdoors and nature um been healing and overcoming personal challenges?
0: Mm, I think for me, it's like, you know, I'm just like anybody else, just because I'm a trainer, I should be paying more attention to my body, but you know being a homeschool mom and being with my kids pretty much 24/7 doesn't always allow me the free time that I would like to invest in myself and so for me personally I've had to go through my own you know it's time to get back in shape or whatever the case may be and I know I know what's physically and biologically happening to our bodies when I work out and I'm trying to hit my fitness goals but same with me as any clients that I would train. It's like, it's, it's funny because it comes full circle and it's like, okay, where does self-control come from? I mean, these are conversations I have with myself. Mm -hmm. I'm making you privy to him, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) like where does self-control you're, you're welcome. Self-control comes, it's a fruit of the spirit. Have I been in God's word because I have no self-control right now? Or Mm -hmm. what example am I setting for my daughters and eating this, that or the other thing? Because my, my history does not come from one of health. I've always played high school and college sports, but my eating history has been Nothing healthy. I don't think there was one healthy thing that I ate growing up. Didn't know what an avocado was when I moved to California. None of these things. Mm -hmm. So I know that now. But for me, I have to overcome these, right? It's a mental thing before it's physical. So Mm -hmm. whether it's myself or I'm spurring my husband on, like, which is funny because I'll let you into our bedroom talk. I just told him the other (laughs) night, I'm like, we don't say things in our house. Like I'm raising four girls to look set apart in the world. So mm-hmm. we don't use words like fat mama's fat, or I don't, we don't use these words at all in my house. We don't use mm-hmm. words like, um, I don't like the way I look or this mm-hmm. or I, none of that. When, when it's dad and I's time to get healthy, we say, all right, let's go. It's time to get healthy. And I require it of my children to And so, um and, So I see these in them as well. Or if I see them not wanting to do fitness or myself not wanting to do it, you know, I have a cloud of witnesses, so it's probably helpful that I have the accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I want it to be a part of their life, they have to see that it's a part of mine, not just my job. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I think spurs me on and motivates me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's hard. I mean, I don't care who you are, whether, you know, Like, I come from the fitness background, but fitness plays no favorites. You don't work out for a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month, months. It kicks your butt. There's no way around it. It doesn't matter if you're an ex-Olympian. It doesn't matter if you've never done a push-up before. doesn't matter if you're a fitness trainer trying to hit your own goals. It is harder to get in shape than it is, honestly, to stay in shape. Yes. Because you're going back and nobody likes pain and nobody likes being out of their comfort zone. Let's just be honest. Yep. it's true. And as soon as that's what fitness requires, it requires you to push out of limits of sitting on the couch or Netflix and chill or whatever it may be. And most aren't usually on board for that till they get a fever for it.
1: It's so true. Like even last night, my um, youngest son. We're, I mean, we're kind of getting on empty nesters, which is like so bizarre to think about. But (laughs) Hudson, our youngest, he was at camp, and so my husband and I were like, "Wow, this feels great." And there was one moment where we looked at each other and we went, "What will we do with this night?" And granted, we spend lots of time together, so it wasn't like we needed we need another date night. It just was just felt free, and we both looked at each other and said. You need to go swim a mile, and I need to go on this hike with a friend because <laughs> our bodies are saying no. And we came back, and are we were more filled, not depleted, more right. filled. Right. And w- he said this to me: he, "It just what you said." He goes, "It is a lot of work to stay engaged with yeah. your body." Yeah. You just you really, it does say a lot about sometimes even this, you know, the spiritual disciplines. So, um, well, and I I think think,
0: like the body is one of the few machines that break down from lack of use, not due to use. And so it's one of those things where it's like, we say in the industry, it's kind of like our authority in Christ, but in the industry, we say, if you don't use it, you get abused by it. Mm. And so that's very true because God, made our body so ridiculously smart that every tendon, every muscle, every ligament, even your bone density can be renewed if there's stress and pressure put on it. And so that's the thing that's so fascinating because I'm not getting any younger. I'm almost 46. I don't heal like I did
1: (laughs) 10 Mm -hmm. years ago.
0: Right. I'll ride a motorcycle or this and that. This just happened a couple months ago. I hit this jump. I I landed really hard and my neck went. I mean, you mm. could hear it. Yeah. And then I was in a tree, like chain signed down some branches. I all I did of was turn. You were. Well, but now <laughs> I have tennis elbow for three Ooh. months. Mm. So it's these kinds of things where you're like, it's a yeah. constant reminder to me that. Our bodies could be here one minute, and they are. They're decaying. Nobody can slow down decay. Decay is happening, period. You can slow Mm -hmm. it down. You can add years to your life, but you cannot stop that process. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: so it's so important. The thing I will say is anybody who fitness is not my thing, it's never been my thing, if doctors aren't your thing, then fitness needs to be your thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's it's so one good. or the
0: other. It's not yeah. a matter of if, it's just a matter of when.
1: Right. And you'll and you'll pay that. I we mean, will. I see it as stewardship. Like yep. we're literally stewarding an asset, which is our physical body, on planet Earth to invest in the kingdom. And so, you know, one of the things I have always resisted, and I probably even said to you, is just the whole, you know, high intensity workout and the ant, you know, the weights and all of that. And I know the story, why it's so good for me. Um, but as I've been getting older, because now I'm 50. I'm like, wow, I've got to start putting some resistance on this thing. And so even just starting that discipline small, like I felt so lost. I went to Orange Theory, felt so lost in the class, so intimidated to do these hard things, so overwhelmed by this form and that form, but keeping myself in it, the amount of strength like you said, use it or it's, it's going away. Yeah. I've been seeing increase in my strength. So there's so much truth to what you're saying. And every time I show up, when I feel heavy hearted or feeling overwhelmed, there's this sense of just kind of getting it out of your body. And it's, it's very therapeutic. So.
0: Yeah. Wow. There's, Oh, go ahead. No, no. You, you there's something. um, So there's something in the fitness world. It's called the training effect. And so really, I love what the I mean, it shouldn't be alarming that there's so many metaphors between our physical bodies and the spiritual God who made them. That should Mm -hmm. not shock us. But in in it's called the training effect. So basically what happens is if you and I were going to go work out. And you're using your muscles. And we're just, when I say strength training, that just means it could be the strength of your own body because your body, Mm -hmm. you're pushing your body weight. So it doesn't have to be a bunch of dumbbells and equipment Mm -hmm. and gym equipment. And I'm actually kind of a no equipment girl. Mm -hmm. I like to use just the basics because I don't want people to have excuses. Yeah. And so the training effect is basically like this. I go work you out. We use your body weight. So we're doing push-ups and lunges and squats, these types of things. Well, what happens is your muscle fibers tear. And when they tear, then it starts this process that um, amino acids come, and these are the words I want you to hear, repair, and then they reinforce. Mm. So once these muscle fibers tear, they come back, they repair, they reinforce, which – which actually makes them resistant to future damage. So when you're sleeping, if you do full body strength training, which is, again, using your body weight or some equipment, when you go to sleep, your body is doing that muscle protein synthesis, which means it's repairing your muscles up to 48 hours after you got done working out. You're sleeping. Your body's burning fat. Now, who doesn't like that? Love it. But if you go on a walk, a brisk walk, there's nothing wrong with walking. They actually show that it, you know, changes people's mood and people who walk Mm -hmm. their animals. All of that is essential. But you have to put stress and resistance on your muscles or they do not come back stronger. That's the truth. They atrophy. So you could go on brisk walks. You could do cardio. You could do jogging. You could do biking all good options, but you have to put some kind of force and challenge on your muscle groups in order for them to come back stronger. Mm. So with this, the thing I like about it is it makes you resistant to fatigue and it makes harder challenges actually become easier, whether it's lifting something up or groceries or whatever it may be. But the funny thing is, is like our spiritual lives are exactly the same way. Like yes. they have this theme. If you think of the training effect, I tear it, it comes back stronger. It reinforces, it repairs in order to make me stronger and resistant to future damage. That's mm. what the spirit of God does. Woo! right? He, he says that after we suffer a little while, he'll restore us. He'll make us strong, firm, and steadfast. So mm-hmm. whenever trials and adversities or even somebody signing up for the freedom challenge saying, "Listen," I have never camped a day in my life. I've never Mm -hmm. hiked a day in my life. You're talking about mountains. I haven't gone around my neighborhood, right? Like whatever it Mm -hmm. may be, they're probably thinking that's for you youth. That is not for me. That is untrue. And so when trials and adversity and challenge happens in our life, it makes us reliant on God. It strengthens Mm -hmm. us. It shows us, gosh, he got me through that. He is my Prince of Peace when there were no peaceful circumstances. And he's very intimate in our lives. So he tells us that when he tests our faith, it does produce perseverance. If you stop working out and you go try to do something, I mean, I can be on the phone with a friend completely winded when I'm not exercising. They're like, what are you doing? Are you walking up the hill? I'm like, I'm standing here. (laughs) Right? But that is the thing that's so necessary. We have to have, there's going to be adversity in your life. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So spiritually, we need to be ready. We need to be in God's word and we need to be built up so that we can withstand it.
1: What I love about this whole picture, what did you call it? Muscle the, synthesis. Uh-huh, yeah. What did you, what did yeah, you call Yeah, the muscle
0: it? protein synthesis is yes. where it repairs the muscles.
1: Yes, but this whole idea, it's almost I love how the word of God and God Himself uses stories and parables for us to learn things. And so even what you just said. It's just like such a beautiful parable of life. It's like the way of God. It's like the mystery of his ways. This resistance, this repairing, this resting, this reinforcing. That's just beautiful. Like I'm just taking that right now and it's preaching. So thank you. I want to hear why do you think then, because of all of this goodness that you've just said, why are we so resistant to doing hard things And even people, you know, experiencing nature, just like being disconnected and out in nature because the combination of the two, disconnection, being in nature, where God is just speaking because we're not distracted and then doing physically hard things. Why do you think we resist that so much when most of us intuitively know it's so beneficial?
0: Well, I think as far as like, I mean, we know that people can get saved through just being in nature alone. That's yep. it, and and that's because it's Father Nature. It's not Mother Nature. It's Father Nature. But the thing is, is He speaks to us, right? The heavens mm-hmm. declare the glory of God. Skies proclaim the work of His hands, day after day. These these are the verses, right, that we're familiar mm-hmm. with. So it's basically saying, man's without excuse, mm-hmm. because even even Father Nature cries out to us. But I think um, I think to go back to your question, the reason people don't do hard things is there's a number of reasons. Number one, they're relying and thinking, can I do it? Mm. But they're not putting him in the equation. I don't know that I can do this. I'm not sure I could do her boot camp again. I'm not sure I can handle, um, you know, exercising with my kids so that they see because I'm not sure I can do it whatever it may be, whatever hard thing, it could be like losing a loved one or a spouse or yeah, I don't see myself. There's no way I can make it. We're relying on our own strength. And most people are thinking in their own minds, am I able to go through this, whether it be physically, emotionally, spiritually, and they come up with the answer, no, I can't do that. But the thing that they don't add to the equation is God is in there and he's so intimate that there's not one piece of our lives that he's not present. So number one, they don't sign up for anything that's outside what they believe is their perceived capacity. And then I think number two, I think people are lazy. Can I say that? I think people are just lazy. I mean, we're living in a world, especially well, I, I'm not even going to just say even with kids, because it comes down through the chain of command. So, but we're mm-hmm. living a day and an age where we are phone, 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 device, device, mm-hmm. device. We mm-hmm. are not active people. I'm speaking in generalities. So if you're active, praise God. But we're just people who we don't like being out of our comfort zone. And Mm. with all this technology, it has made obesity rise like never Mm. before, not just in children, but in adults as well. And we are just not active people anymore. And I think that that's really a disservice, right, Mm. of of Mm -hmm. all this technology. But I don't know, if you still have kids at home, you still have the say if they're living in your house. My kids Mm -hmm. have to earn their internet time. They have to get 15 to 20 minutes of exercise in per day. They have to um, get fit from the inside out, which means Bible time. And they'll hold me accountable to it. I'll say, guys, we got a lot of homeschool. I have other things I need to get done today. Let's just get started. And my daughter will call me out. Lively's like, mom, didn't you say like, when you have a lot on your plate, if we start with Bible, you'll get more done. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, yes. I did grab your Bible, right? So we train them, they train us.
1: But it's so true.
0: It's so true. But in the um heating and air conditioning world, this is really cool. Like there's a spot on the thermostat. It's usually like around 72 to 74 degrees in the industry. Mm. It's called the comfort zone, but they also refer to it as the dead zone. And I mm. think spiritually it's the same way. When we are in our comfort zone. We don't need faith. We don't need to be, we don't need to exercise any other thing. We're good in the hood. And mm. it's also the dead zone. So yep. we really just, you know, got to get to that place where we do hard things. And I don't think we're all raising people to do hard things anymore.
1: No, I think a lot of us as parents are trying to block our kids from doing hard things, which is not creating resilient human beings. So um, I, I really agree with that. And really nothing nothing good grows from a comfort zone. It's just the truth. A whole lot of rich manure and right. uh, brokenness and working the land of the heart creates you know the opportunity for God to put us into those places where he's where he's working us. So okay so what practical advice would you give to us you know as as your um, you know as a wellness coach as a personal trader what are some tips that you will give to our women about the process of becoming physically strong and healthy just just some quick tips easy practical
0: yeah. Um, number one, start with small achievable goals. If you're not a fitness person or you're just getting back into it, make yourself small achievable goals. For example, I'm going to do this route around my house. I'm going to I'm gonna walk it Then the and I'm going to time myself. And then the next day I'm going to walk, jog it and try to shave time off of my time. Next day I'm going to add 10 push-ups. Next day I'm going to... You have to do small attainable goals until it becomes a routine. So give it two weeks and then you add to it. I'm going to do 10 squats. I'm going to do 10 push-ups, whatever it may be. So find somebody in your life. If you don't know how to do that, there's so many free apps that are literally a personal trainer mm-hmm. on your phone. There's mm-hmm. so many YouTube videos that you could say 10 body, 10 minute full body strength training. It'll give you a whole personal workout. So there's really no excuses. Number two, I would say um, all eating, your habits, your eating habits and your taste buds can be renewed and changed. Mm. So if you're set in your ways and you think that those can't happen for you or, oh, my kid's 13, they don't like that stuff, I beg to differ. Mm. Put stuff out on the tables Put a vegetable tray out, even if nobody likes vegetables with some ranch dressing, whatever makes it spicy for y'all or fun and sassy Mm -hmm. for y'all. Put a fruit Mm -hmm. tray out. The best time to change habits for your kids or yourself is to get the junk out of the house. Set it Mm -hmm. out when your kids are most hungry. If you're changing kids' taste buds, like when they come home from school, have that be out before they get fed anything else. Leave it in a central place where they pass by it. My kids have trained themselves to like peppers just because I left them out. And so you got to get the other stuff out of the house. Same for yourself. Um, Second of all, or third of all, I would say you've got to train from the inside out. If you wait until you feel like it, you're going to be waiting until a doctor visit. Because nobody usually ever feels like working out until they're in the habit of it. So feelings, those need to go. You need to just start in God's word and all other things will come from that. If you have Mm -hmm. to choose in the morning between God's word and fitness, start in his word. And that'll give you the self-control and the discipline for later. You'll say, you know what? I am still going to get my 10 or 15 minutes in. Mm. And then join with like-minded people. Find somebody Mm -hmm. who does work out. Find somebody who does, is pretty active befriend Mm -hmm. them and say, can we get together the next time you go on a walk or when you go on that hike? Do you mind calling me? Whatever. Set those times up because we will have the greatest intentions for ourselves and we will let ourselves down with no question. But we won't let somebody else down. So find an accountability partner and say, hey, let's just set this up every Wednesday from this time to this time. We're going to go For a walk or whatever, say you're going for a walk and then you add some strength training moves at the beginning and end, pretty soon they're going to be doing your strength training moves. So small achievable goals and really just get the body in motion. But start in the word of God because all else will come from that. So those would be my little So good. So good. Just practical.
1: Simple and there, yeah, and there's so much truth to how many times I've tried to talk myself out of going to exercise, but because someone was meeting me case in point tomorrow morning, I'm going on a training hike to do Mount Baldy, it's going to be really hot. But because I have two women that are meeting me at 330 in the morning to drive there. I will show up even though That's my right. whole psyche is going, You're. why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> so it's so true. I agree with that so much. All right. I've got just a few more questions and then we'll start wrapping up. But the first one is, you know, the Freedom Challenge really is about um, bringing, you know, just this body empowerment for those whose – power over their body has been taken from them through modern-day slavery. Right. So you are a mom of four girls. And what would you say or speak to Jesus followers, the church's responsibility to care about this issue of modern-day slavery, oppressed women and children? What is your heart on that?
0: Mm, I think, well, I mean, number one, Jesus did it. Mm -hmm. So he made very... You know, if we look in the Bible, like he made special provisions to care for widows. Like, um, you know, I think it's in Luke where he raised the widow's only son from the dead. Her husband had previously died. They had already had him and, you know, was taking him to his funeral and he came and raised him from the dead. And, Mm And back in those days, really, a husband and a son were your only source of income. And then the church, even the church back in those days, they were coming into these widows and taking advantage of them Mm. and with their property and and different things. So Jesus made provisions for them. And if he's our model, we should be doing it as well. And then I Mm. think even I think of his own mom, you know, he when he was I think it was in John where he said um, he saw his mother there and then he saw the disciple who he loved nearby. And he said, woman, here's your son. And then to the Mm. disciple, he said, here is your mother. And, and he knew that his mom was now a widow. And so he was basically, now it should have been his siblings, if we're being honest, but Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) there was
0: a reason he did that. And so another disciple, right, which would be a church member, right, us as the church, came and he said, this is your son, woman, this is your son, and this is your mother. And he took mm-hmm. care of him and ended up being John, the one he loved. And so he, um, he ended up taking care of his mother. So I think really for us to say that that's not our responsibility is mm-hmm. a complete disaster and it's breaking commands, I think. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a huge responsibility to take care of the widows and the orphans and those who are in mm-hmm. this industry against mm-hmm. their will.
1: Yeah. It's so true. Good reminder. All right, Octavia. One of my dreams is having you do a freedom challenge. And a couple of weeks ago, I invited you to Mount Kilimanjaro. So yes. What are you saying about that?
0: Well, I will tell you that we have a Lewis family meeting,
1: Love and it. it's at the
0: top on the priority list. The first thing to talk about because. Um. Well, I don't want to tell you this publicly because I don't know yet. I have to talk to my older girls. But in my pillow talk with my husband, Mm. I told him that I want to go and I want my older girls to go with me and to train for it.
1: Couldn't that be amazing.
0: So we'll um, run that by them now
1: that softball's over.
0: We've got our next Mm. meeting coming up on Saturday as a family. So that is definitely at the top of the list. So I do want to talk to you about that off air.
1: I love it! What an epic adventure that could be—bonding your hearts together, challenging yourself. I, I see it. You know what my vote is. I'm not at the family meeting, but um, <laughs> well, I think uh, we—if we—if they agree and they want to do it, then we need to get on some of those hikes with oh, you at 3:30. Oh yeah, believe me. We the, let the tra- the training get serious. We're leaving for the John Muir Trail next week. It's a five week walkthrough relay. And as soon as that is over, we are all full throttle uh, Kilimanjaro, twenty twenty two in October. It's it's coming fast and furious. Octavia, you are a treasure. You've given us a lot to think about, and I appreciate how you've woven, you know, just woven together this body, soul, and spirit, and all of that working together as a Christ follower, as um a champion, and an advocate for women and people. I'm very grateful for your friendship and all that you do for the kingdom. So thank you for being and joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Yes. And thank you everyone for joining the Freedom Challenge Online. And for next time, continue to do good by helping enslaved women and children. Micah 6. Do more than you ever thought physically possible and do it together by connecting with other women who have a heart for a hurting world. God bless.